Lord of the universe. He's Lord of all souls. He's Lord of hell. He's Lord. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We bow prostrate before your presence, confessing that even at our best, we're not worthy to call upon your name. We thank you for the privilege of salvation, the prospect of, Lord God, having us to do what you would have us to do. And God, on this Lord's day, on this beautiful Lord's day, we come to exalt your name. And we come to hear your word, Lord God, especially to fathers this morning. Encourage their hearts, strengthen them, grant them a perseverance needed to keep going, Lord God, in the precious, miraculous, exalted name of our Christ. Amen. amen. Church, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. In 31 years of pastoring, when I first came here, anything that was not connected with Jesus was history. I don't care how good it was, it was gone. And some people didn't understand that mindset. Well, the young people are having fun, gone. What well, a quiet, gone. Anything that's not connected with our Christ can become a crisis. Can I get a witness? That only in Christ do we find peace. Only in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. This morning, I want to challenge the fathers and we're in Proverbs chapter 17, Proverbs 17, Proverbs chapter 17, most of them written by uh, Solomon, son of David, um, and of course Proverbs gives us snapshots of the wisdom of God, the knowledge and understanding of God, and it puts in context fatherly advice to a son first seven chapters, my son, my son, and that phrase, my son, is mentioned 55 times in the first seven chapters, and then as the book goes on, there are still instructions from a father to a son, parents to children, about life. We can't predict life. Yeah. But we can praise God who's in charge of life. And hopefully at the end of the sermon, when you as a parent have properly uh, laid out a course for your children and that course has been aborted or not followed, the Bible gives us assurance when your mother and father forsakes you, then the Lord will take you up. I want to suggest in chapter 17, verse 6, children's children are the crown of old men. And here's my text. And the glory of children are their fathers. Now, I am a purist for interpreting properly doctrine. Uh, I am a, I'm, I'm, I'm highly critical about hermeneutics, how things are interpreted, and, 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 and this is pretty much parabolic, if you will. Jesus spoke in, par uh, par uh, par he spoke in parables and only gave insights to his disciples, leaving everyone else open to try to figure out what he's talking about. The fact, the fact of the matter is, is that this text is critical because we're living in a time where fathers 
are no longer in place. Oh, they could be in the home. They're out of place. They're out of place. They're out of place. They're out of place. And, and, and uh, um, Father's Day is a time that we applaud and appreciate and appeal to all fathers to become models because more is caught than taught. Turn to your neighbor and say, they saw more than you think they saw. We ought to become models. We ought to become mentors. And we ought to become motivators in the lives of our children. I never understood parenting until I had kids. Never understood. Uh, fathers are to help guide their sons towards manhood and maturity, their daughters towards self-respect and decency. And when you think about it, if you have daughters, you are the first man they came in contact with right. as their father. If you are a son, you are the first man, model, mentor, motivator that your son came in contact with. That the Bible says the father is the priest and the head of the family. That, that is priests. They intercede, they pray, they disciple, they make sacrifices. And when you look at this matter of headship, headship is not rulership. Headship is not controlling, demanding. Headship is a position that requires maturity to lead others. Some, some of us can't lead others because we can't lead ourselves. Take heed to thyself and then to the flock of God over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. And when we look at this matter of fathers, they are to lead, liberate, and uh, help guide a discipline into their children's life, giving them direction discernment, so forth and so on, laying out those necessities that will be needed in life. So when this scripture jumps off the page and says, the, um, the glory of children are their fathers, we would be foolish to think that the Holy Ghost is saying <laughs> that the mother is important, but she's not as important as the father. That the mother's glitter and the father's glory. No, that's not what it's talking about. It's not, it's not saying that the father is more important than the mother. Mothers are nurturing. Mothers are loving. Mothers emotionally relate to their children. Fathers are disciplinarians, instructors, uh, authority figures. Both are needed for a child to get the grace and the principles of God. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so when we begin to look at this matter of Proverbs, objective of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, this peculiar scripture is is so deep that the glory of children are their fathers. My God. Hermeneutically, as we interpret this text, since Proverbs are short, pithy sayings that have 
hidden or exposed meanings, since it is a shot in the dark at some truth, but it does not elaborate everything about the truth, that we have to learn to differentiate what it's really saying to us and what it's not saying. It's not saying that fathers are superior to mothers. It's not saying that at all. In fact, the Bible over and over tells us, the Bible says, uh, husbands um, love your wives and um, be patient with them as if they were the weaker vessel. It doesn't say they're the weaker vessel. Most of my experience, women are stronger than men. Spiritually. No, spiritually, they're stronger than men. They are. That, that, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that what I believe the writer to the Hebrews is saying is that it deals, listen to this, it deals with functionality. When a man is functioning, when a father is functioning according to the will of God, his children sees him as glory. Let me, let me deal with the functionality. The children sees him as glory. Hmm. My son never came back to me to tell me that I was a good dad until after he graduated college was in corporate America. He said, Dad, thank you. Da, 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 da. I said, son, you're welcome. Uh, interesting. I had a great dad. I mean, things he did, I'm not doing. You know, we used to go buy them little... Uh, Airplane and ships that you had to put together with glue. We sit at the table four hours putting it together. I'm going to tell my son, you better download that. <laughs> I ain't fooling that dog. I ain't fooling that. Sitting in no table four hours trying to put something together. Got the wing on backwards and <laughs> the propeller's lost. You know. Um, but, 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 but what? What happens in this text is that once I read this, I started to equate glory, the glory of God, with a job description that the fathers had. Lord, have mercy. And I started to put this together as to why God said that the children's glory functionality is their fathers. Fathers. You see, listen, I, I had no problem working because I had a working father. I saw my father go to work every day. Are y'all getting this? My father wasn't selling drugs on the corner. He was going to work every day. Can I get a witness? Oh, this one is tight. I saw him come home and give my mother money to pay the bills. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw him spend time with us. I saw him. Da, 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 da. So more is caught than taught. Are y'all getting this? The, f the fact of the matter is, is that um, there was more in the learning of looking then it was booking. Lord have mercy. Children are not just paying attention to what you say. Children are paying attention to what you're doing. And, 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 and so here, here, we, we begin to see the glory of a father's protection. Now, now, you don't have to turn, but I'm going to roll through this quickly. That, that, that is, uh, there, there is a cloud of glory in Exodus 13. Now, let me stop, pause apart. Uh, 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 yeah, Exodus 1, uh, Joseph, uh, Genesis 50, get my bones in the, uh, with, in the Egypt, because we're leaving out of here. And Moses is born in chapter 3, chapter 4, God's talking to Moses. And it goes on and on. Chapter 12 is the Passover. God says, uh, put blood on the door, post and the lentils with a hyssop, a sponge, and close the door and lock it and don't come out. 
and at midnight my death angel's coming through, and when I see the blood, I'll pass over. Chapter, 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 that's, that's chapter 12. Chapter 13, he said, eat unleavened uh, bread and get out quickly. And Israel was going out of Egypt, and Egypt was so glad that Israel was going out that Egypt started giving them jewelry and, and, and gold and silver just to get them out of there because God had wrecked them with ten plagues. Do I have a witness? Uh, chapter 15 of Exodus, uh, Miriam and them are singing a song of praise as they're running out of Egypt. Chapter 16, God rains down manna from heaven and he opens a rock to give water. He's taking care of them. Can I get a witness? But by the time you get to chapter 13, amen, verse 17, God did something very peculiar. He put a cloud in the sky. And that cloud was there. It was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Well, what was the cloud there for? Direction. The cloud was the GPS that Israel looked up at. And when the cloud moved, you move. Lord have mercy. When the cloud stops, you stop. It, it gave direction. It gave discernment. And so the glory of the cloud is the glory of the Father. A godly Father has got to give direction. They got to give direction. They got to give discernment. Do I have a witness? Although our mothers give direction and discernment, God tells the father, this is your job description. So you can't be out on the corner with the boys. You can't be drinking up in some bar and your kids ain't got no direction. It's tight, but it's right. You, you got to be right there. Yeah. Giving them paideia. Giving them instruction towards maturity. You got to be right there. Lord have mercy, to help them develop in life, to show them the rights and the wrongs. Do I have a witness? Uh, yeah. I, you know, we didn't, we didn't have any options. We couldn't get into a conversation with our parents about the future. Ain't nobody here your age. Bye. Y'all know how we was raised. A child was saw but not, not heard. Seen but not heard. Isn't that right? I know some of y'all say, oh, that's terrible. It's terrible, but it works. There was a space between the parent and the child called respect. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. It, it was a space. Can I get a witness? Our parents weren't trying to get high with us. Our parents weren't trying to party with us. Can I get a witness? Oh, this one's tight. Rules and rules and more rules. Curfew on the time you came in that night. Curfew on the refrigerator. Curfew, curfew, curfew. And you break the curfew if you want to. Audience to get you hurt. I'd never get the time. I, I, I don't know. I was 11, or 10, or 11, 12, or summertime. My father said, be back on these steps at 9 o'clock, something like that. I don't, I don't know what it was. Me and my brother around the corner, we, we, we around there with the little girls showing off. I said, I said, come on, butchers, past 9 30. He said, you go ahead. I seen this man with a T-shirt walking around the corner. <laughs> and all the little girls said, here come your father. And we... You know, you don't want to get embarrassed. Oh, you're going to get beat. You just don't want to get embarrassed. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And we ran through the alley. South Philly ran through the alley. And all of a sudden, my dad, he, he had this shit. So 
He was running, then he slowed up and started walking. And we said, we ain't getting embarrassed. We ran and ran up on the steps and grabbed the screen door, and he had locked the screen door. <laughs> and we had the Board of Education, <laughs> Lord have mercy, right out in the street. But from that, I learned how to obey authority. Are y'all getting this picture? They didn't play, man. And then, and then they were so contradictory when you got a whipping. And I'm, I'm going to come back to that. They beating you, telling you to be quiet. You're supposed to cry. <laughs> I got the memories, man. I can laugh. My poor brother Butch, that's the one, was the preacher. Old Butch had a little pretty girl from junior, we was in junior high, a pretty girl named Marsha. She was just as pretty as she can be. He came, they came around on a Sunday night. Never forget it. And I was surprised he brought her up in there because, you know, we live in South Philly. So the living room is this big. <laughs> and the dining room is this big. The kitchen is this big, and that's it. Then you got two bedrooms and a, and a bath upstairs, you know. With about six kids, right? <laughs> so uh, Marsha comes in, and I said, he got a lot of nerve. So we're sitting there looking at Ed Sullivan. You know, ah. And uh, she sits on the couch. And my brother sits next to her. And next thing, you know, he's a slick, so he's a <clears throat> First of all, ain't nowhere to go. So he kept clearing his throat. And my mother said, you clear your throat all you want on there. Silver ball, she out of here. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, I'll never bring a woman in this house now. But, but the fact of the matter is, is that just like this cloud, it was a protective device. I'm not going to tell my daughters who to marry, but I'm going to have some, something to say. Are you saved? Yeah. Do you have a job? Yeah. Do you have a police record? Yeah. Have you ever seen a man clean a gun? No, no, I'm only kidding. Just, 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 you know. Listen to this. That cloud protected them by day. That cloud told them when to leave. That fire at night gave them light. Fathers, if you're not giving your children light, you're not functioning the way God wants you to function. Now, some of y'all controlling women got to let the man do this, because I'll be up here preaching my heart out, and then y'all get out in the car and start arguing. I don't care what he said. Well, I got a word for you, too. Be quiet. In the name of Jesus. Let your husband lead. Will that preach? Will that preach? The husband's scared to say something. Will, will that preach? Let your husbands lead. Cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Israel was safe. No nation could approach him because that cloud was up in that sky. That cloud was the Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness? That pillar of fire was the Holy Ghost. You dare get near that camp, that fire would react. When it, would, uh, when it react, that, that cloud was there for a reason. It was God's down payment. It was God's permanent uh, position that I'm going to protect my people and fathers. We need to protect our homes. Amen. 
in the house with some trifling pants down, drawers showing, snakes untied, can't talk. I'm in love. You ain't in love in this house. And then, and then see, we, no, 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 no I'm, I'm going to get out your way. We've been so deceived that we actually think we're, 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 <laughs> we're being intrusive because we're asking our daughters and our sons questions about decisions they're getting ready to make. That's how crazy we are. Well, don't bother, don't bother them. What they getting ready to do? You mean you're going to drop out of school to sell water ice? And I ain't going to say nothing to you? Come on, Doc. We let society mess us up. Check it out. The glory of a father's protection. We got to protect our marriages. We got to protect our minds. We, we got to protect our homes. You got to protect it. If your child can access pornography through your latest cable hookup, you need to disconnect it. You don't need to say, well, I, I don't want to interfere. Interfere! <laughs> Somebody need to say it, Doc. And, and, and you grandparents, y'all sickening. Y'all sickening. Now, let me see what I'm saying. You sickening. My mother came around my house years ago, man. I had my son. I said, what did I tell you? And I took my belt. I was ready to beat him. My son said, my, I mean, my mother said, now I don't mean no harm. She said, you need to. You need to stop that and not be hitting that boy. I said, with all due respect, you got a lot of nerve. You used to kill us. We'd be on the ground bleeding. Help! Help! Now, now we can't hit them. Lord have mercy. If something happened when we returned grandparents, we just forget. We, we kind of lose it. And I know why you lose it, because they're taking them home with them. I understand that. But, but, but child of God, we see the glory of a father's protection, the cloud by day, Exodus 13. But secondly, we see the glory of a father's provisions. Commandment of principles. Here go Moses coming up to the summit of Mount Sinai. Boy, this thing is deep. God, look, look what God did to Moses. The first... 40 years of Moses' life, Moses was in Egypt and went to the best schools, learned hieroglyphics, learned all the stuff about embalming bodies and uh, University of Jerusalem, and, 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 and it says that Moses was deeper in knowledge than most men living. First 40 years. The second 40 years, God allowed him sovereignly to kill an Egyptian and run for his life and was on the backside of the desert, listen to this, 40 more years raising sheep. So when he met God on the summit of Sinai, he had already been 80 years in preparation for a 20-year ministry. Your preparation is always longer than your ministry. Well, I'm preaching up in this place now. So when he meets God on the summit of Sinai, God said, take off your shoes. You might be something in Egypt, but you're nothing up here. Can I get a witness? And then God, 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 God told Moses, I'm going to give you 10 commandments, 400 uh, uh, amen instructions behind the commandments. I'm going to give you 10 commandments, amen, five between you and God and five between you and man. And, and, and what I'm going to do is I want you to take these tablets down there and I want you to teach the people the commandments. Moses took the commandments, came down, him and Joshua and 
the people were having an orgy down there. Can I get a witness? And Moses took the commandments and threw them and said, what are you doing? And it was his own brother Aaron. Aaron said, the people told me to do it. What a pastor. People told me to do it. And so when God was meeting with Moses, the presence of God, glory was on that mountain and God was giving him precepts and principles and commandments. And a father is to be biblical with his instruction, insights for living, insulate his children with precepts for getting along in life, a watchman, a wise master builder, authority, accountability, awareness. God was doing this through the father. Why the fathers? I'm glad you asked, because the father was the head of the government of the home. Adam was the federal head of the human race. So as in Adam, we all die because of his sin. In Christ, we shall all be made alive. But the fathers are the governmental head of the home. Yeah. The mother's role is to manage the home. They ain't having no more either. Check it out. Three things that are in Proverbs. Raise up a child in the way they should go. And when they get old. Now, now I'm going to say something that's going to blow your mind. Once you've done what God told you to do, you're out of the picture. You better go home and read Luke chapter 15 about the prodigal son. Let me differentiate um, when something is about functionability and something is about faith. Typically, parables, most parables don't have names. There's no names in Proverbs 17.6. There's no names in the, in the, in the story of the, par- of, of the prodigal son. You don't know the father's name. You don't know the son's name that went out with riotous living. You don't know the one that stayed home. It, all it says, a man had two sons. Am I right? When you see that, it's functionability. But yet when you get to 16 of, of Luke, he says, Lazarus and the rich man. I'm preaching up in this place now. So, 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 so what did the prodigal son's father do? He, listen, he raised them, he brought them up, he taught them right, and one said, that's it, with disrespect, I'm out of here. And he left. You don't hear no more out of the father. Father represents God. Sometimes people got to go out there and beat their head in and come to their senses. But the boy had enough sense to go back home. Can I get a, because that's the way he was raised. Can I get a witness? Going back home, going back home. He came back home and the father was waiting with open arms. Remember that? That's a loving, gracious father. Can I get a witness? You know why some of y'all kids won't come back home? Because you're non-forgiving. They won't come back home because you cussed them out on the way out. They won't come back home because you're not honest with them. I told all three of my kids, we was on vacation. They were adults. I said, look, Daddy made a lot of mistakes with you guys. I did, and I love you. Forgive me for making the mistakes I made. I was honest with them. They appreciated that. I didn't say how many I made. But we all make mistakes. And if you start to equate the fact that your child is all right because you didn't make no mistake, you out of your military mind. Do I have a witness? God's got a plan when your plan stops. When your mother and father forsake you, then the Lord will take you up. Do I have a witness? Child, child of God, raise up a child in the way that you go. I ain't have no options about coming to church. I had to come to church. You say, well, I wouldn't do that to a child. I, I understand. I had to come to church. Every Sunday, I was in the suit in church. 
Sunday school first, then church. Did, did going to church transform my life? No, I went right back out and did the same thing. But I was exposed to church. Y'all ain't getting this. Some, some, sometimes when they just exposed to the atmosphere of church, God going to bring that back later. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, I didn't tell you they're going to get saved and transform and life going to be all. No, 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 no. He said, bring them up in the way they should go. And when they get old, that you know why you sitting up in here? Because you had parents that put your backside in church. And when you tried everything else, then tried Jesus. Can I get a witness? My liquor won't work. My drugs won't work. My friends won't work. My partying won't work. My fornication won't work. But Jesus is going to work. Won't he work? He's going to work. And he's going to keep on working. Look at the second thing in here. Spare the rod. Spoil the child. Oh, that's abusive. I wouldn't do Here we go. He ain't talking about abuse. Rod is an instrument. Now, I'm from Philly. I'm from South Philly. We had no switches and twitches and all that stuff there. We I got hit with a belt. I got hit with an ironing cord. That'll leave a mark on it. I got hit with a broom. Had a shoe thrown at me. You say, wow, that sounded like you crazy. Yeah, I was. It, was. it worked. Did it work? It worked. I never had a beating. That's your problem. And you don't chasten a child to break their spirit. You chase them to break their will. Oh, Lord. Spare that rod, spoil that child. You know what your parent is doing when they, when they chasing you for doing wrong? It says child, not teenager. Don't wait till they get 25 trying to beat them. What you're doing is you're establishing boundaries. Do y'all know about boundaries? You're establishing boundaries. Come on now. Stuff is deep. And then, you know, they, they beating you, telling you not to cry. <laughs> Shut up. And then it looked like my mother just had this memory. Memorex. Yeah. Three weeks ago. <laughs> you didn't do what I told you to do. Six months ago. See, what kind of mess is this? God don't do that. What this? <laughs> but you was clothing your right mind for at least a half an hour. Do I have a witness? This one's tight. Don't you mess with that girl down street. She's fresh. And the minute she says she's fresh, I go... Lord have mercy. I, I don't know if y'all heard this before. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have station up. I, uh, you know, we got one bathroom in the house, just one. And I had this little, I had this little penthouse magazine I found. <laughs> and I'm up in the bathroom looking at it. Door locked. And my mother said, open this door. You've been in there for an hour. And the first thing I said, where can I hide this thing? <laughs> Dad, I put it down in the hamper and put clothes all on it. Took towels and put it all on it. And it looked like when I opened the door, she went straight for the hamper. <laughs> <laughs> she pulled that magazine out. She beat me so bad, she told my father, he's a sex maniac. <laughs> my dad just smirked. I said, boy, I was a teenager. I said, boy, 
I'm getting out of here, Doc. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But, don't, but listen, didn't we really appreciate our parents? But we didn't appreciate it while it was going on. We appreciate them later when we had kids and we're trying to figure out what was going on. Come on now. A child left to himself will come to ruin. You don't let children or young teenagers make certain decisions. They can't handle it. Well, I'm, I'm really in love with him. And I, you ain't in love with him because you're getting ready to say bye. That's it. Dr. E.V. Hill said, he was living in L.A., California. He said his daughter, she was in law school or something. She came home with a young man, and Dr. Hill said, can I help you, son? Well, I'm here with your daughter. She said, no, you're not, and he shut the door on him. <laughs> you, ain't here, you ain't here for my, you ain't here, you ain't here for my, you ain't here for my. <laughs> Lord have mercy. But a father not only protects, he teaches principles. And those principles will stick with you. Won't they stick with you? Can't you still hear your parents' voice? Oh, you can hear it. I know you try to cut it off, but you can hear it. I don't want you with that boy. That boy's trouble. Remember that? They chose our friends. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. Can I get a witness? The, the fact of the matter is, it's the, it's, it's the glory cloud. It's the glory of the commandments. And fathers, you and I have a job to do. And I, I gave you my little synopsis that we are caretakers from age 1 to 11. Caretakers mean everything is on you as a parent. You buy the clothes. Um, you know, you put them to bed, you help them do homework, you're a caretaker. Secondly, you're a coach. Ages 13 to 18, you're a coach. What, what does a coach do? Teach you how to play the game of life. They'll bench you if they have to. You can't hit the shot, we bench you. We're coach. And then when they turn 21, 22, from there on, you're a counselor. When you need to be a counselor. Now, that sounds very simplistic. That's a Gordonism. I made that up. I'm proud of it. It's gone in my book. I don't know if it really works. Because <laughs> my youngest daughter, she just like, I, I can't take it. She just liked me. She said, she said, Daddy, I, I hear you with your alliteration to C's, but Daddy, when you should be, <clears throat> Daddy, when you should be a coach, you're still trying to be a counselor. And, you, you know, instead of being a counselor, you try to be a coach. I said, be quiet. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. A father is not only a protector and teaches principles. Someone will come out of your past. Yeah. Some of them, the Lord will allow to come out of your past. Here's where I made mistakes. I don't wish to see these mistakes made by you. Can I get a witness? I didn't listen to my parents. You need to listen to me. Are y'all getting this picture? It's a bridge over troubled waters. Do I have a witness? But then the father is the glory of promotion, and we're talking about a father's commitment. I was saying this morning as I close, John 17 is foreign to me. I know the Greek is foreign. Chapter 1 of John, in the beginning was the word that he's eternal God, creator God, sustainer God, love, light, lamb, legislator, ladder. I understand all that. I got that down pat. Verse 14, and he dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. John is speaking from Mount Transfiguration when him, Peter, and James saw Jesus transfigured before them. I understand that. But John 17 is a mystery because contextually, In John 13, he washes their feet because they're arguing over who's the greatest. In John 14, he says, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I told you. John 15, he's talking about the, the, the the true vine and the branches. Amen. John 16, he's talking about the Holy Ghost. But John 17 
It is believed when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, praying to sweat like drops of blood fell from his brow. And the disciples couldn't stay up one hour. And Jesus is praying. Three different factions of people he's praying for in that chapter. But here's what he starts out with. He said, Father, what an indicator. I have finished the work that you've given me to do. Now, now, now let's put this in context. How could he have finished the work if the cross is yet future? And it was yet future. Uh, uh, Father, I've, I've already finished it. It's a done deal. There's no turning back. It was a commitment. Fathers, we got to have commitment. You can't roll out the door every time your child mother gets on your nerve. I'm preaching up in this place. You can't be looking at all the mamas, mommies, mothers. Can't be looking at all of them all the time. You, you got to be committed. Now give me back the glory I had with you before the world was. That outward shining Shekinah glory. Can I get a witness? I put that to the side so I could die for mankind. Can I get a witness? That, that, that is, that is, we see commitment. And the one curse word today is commitment. Our grandparents stayed together 80 and 90 years. They went through hell and back. They stuck it out. We getting divorced every two weeks. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Counselors are making all their money on divorcees. That's where they're making their money on. Thank you, Sister X. Lord have mercy. And those counselors, they got doctorates, doctorate degrees, businesses, making a lot of money, only to say this, and how does that make you feel? <laughs> you tell them all your problems, and they shoot it back at you. So how does that make you feel? It drives me crazy. Well, don't get upset now. We just, in the name of Jesus. Commitment says, if I'm running the race for Jesus, there's going to be some times when I want to drop out of the race. Commitment says, I want to throw the towel in sometimes. I'm tired of being tired. How many of y'all tired of being tired? I'm tired of praying all the time. I'm tired of waiting all the time. I'm tired of hoping all the time. I'm, I'm just tired of being tired. I don't feel like my needs are being met. I don't feel like nobody loves me. I don't feel like nobody cares. I'm just tired of being tired. And then the Holy Ghost comes along and says, but it's too, it's too early to quit. You, you got you, you to gotta keep on keeping on. Can I get a witness? You got to run. Yeah, you got to run this agon. You got to run this race. You got to run this agony. You got to keep on running, looking to Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. And every time I'm ready to give up, grace shows up. Every time I'm ready to throw the towel in, encouragement comes from somewhere. Every time I'm tired of being tired, I can hear a still small voice saying, hold on, help is on the way. Hold on, he's coming. Can I get a witness? Be encouraged, don't disdain. The Lord is my refuge and my strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. See ya. Don't the earth be removed? Don't the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea? Don't the waters roll thereof? There is a stream that shall make glad the city of God. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Can I get a witness? And this is the confidence we have. 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And we know if he hears us, then we got the petition. I'm preaching up in this place. We have of him. Can I get a witness? You can't quit this race. God is on this track with you. God is giving you strength to run this thing. I know you came in here limping this morning. I know some of y'all ready to get out of Dodge, but just hold on. There's a cloud in the sky. Hold on. There's a pillar of fire by night. Hold on. There's a holy mountain of principles. I dare you, double dare you, triple dare you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He'll save you. Won't he save you? He'll pull you out. Won't he do it, saints? Anywhere there. He's worthy. He's worthy. That's why that song means so much. I ain't no ways tired. I've come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me the road would be easy, but I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't feel no waste Come too far from I started from my Lord. Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Won't that preach? I don't feel no way, my Lord, come too far from where I started. Nobody, 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 nobody told me the road. I don't believe he brought me this far. I don't believe he brought me this far. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, Jesus loves you. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You want to give your life to Christ, believe in he died for your sins and burn and rose again, just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You will not go to hell. Or perhaps you want to join the Church of Christian Experience. Is there one? Is there one? Let's be seated. We had a, we had a hand. Hand in the balcony. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. There another. Hold on. Hold on. You guys in the balcony, come on down. Praise Jesus. We love you.